What's going on, Ryan? Living the damn dream. I'm in the closet. I got the lime white claw. What more could I ask for? I'm so excited to be here tonight, Ryan. I don't know why. I'm just feeling it. Like I was listening to a lot of Latin Latin party ma- anthems on uh, <laughs> on Spotify. That's my jam right now. It's cold. Okay. It's cold. It just gets me fired up, right? My hips don't lie. They start moving. It's good. You, you, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I they I guess maybe they don't. I don't know. What are for, they trying to tell me? It's hard for me to know if I if I trust them or not. If I don't even know what they're saying, yeah, they don't lie though. But for reference, this is in the Toyota Sienna that I listen to this. So I'm cruising in a minivan, listening to Latin party anthems. This is my. <laughs> I thought about buying a Toyota Sienna. Sienna's the only minivan that comes in all wheel drive. Yeah, you're damn skippy. Yeah. Why do I know that? What's wrong with? Me? <laughs> well, I bought, anyways, I bought a Honda CRV. I'm very happy with it. We've talked about the CRV before. You love it. It's got a new bike I do rack. Love it. Got a new bike honestly, rack that I, you installed. You're a man. That's right. Well, partially. I did like part of it. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't foresee myself buying another vehicle that isn't a Honda CRV at this point. You know, the Odyssey's got a vacuum, but you know what? This isn't a car you podcast. Buy a fucking, you can buy a $30 hand vac and put it in your Sienna. You're right. This isn't the Honda, Honda Talk podcast. This is the Tuck and Rolls podcast. It's a movie podcast by the guy that likes movies. That's me and a movie guy. That's you. That's right. And Tuck, this week, this week, Tuck, do you know what we're doing this week? We're getting spooky. Spooky. Welcome. Welcome to the Tuck and Rolls Halloween Spooktacular. I want to suck your dick. Uh, Blood. (laughs) Your blood. So, actually, uh, (laughs) that accent. So, there's a Sesame Street character called The Count. You may be familiar. One, two, three bits. He's my youngest son's favorite character. Like, favorite, by far. Uh, in Sesame Street or, like, across all fictional characters? In Sesame Street. In Sesame Street. You know how hard it is to find a Count plush? Like, apparently nobody wants a puppet vampire. Oh, like, you mean, like, a little stuffed stuffed thing? Yeah, like, like a stuffy plush, or whatever. Just get him uh, Pogs. Back in my day, we didn't have plushes. We just had Pogs. Get like, some Pogs. <laughs> yeah, he's a little young for Pogs. Like, there's a choking hazard and stuff, but it's okay. I'll forgive that. I had a badass slammer. It had a Grim Reaper on it, playing for keeps <laughs> nonstop. Um, Pogs was so fucking stupid. <laughs> it was so fun, man. That and Magic Cards. Did you ever play Magic Cards? Uh, and I did never play Magic Cards. I'm I'm well aware of Magic Cards. My town was like too small. Like my high school was like very tiny, so that kind of yeah. stuff didn't make. We barely got Pogs, honestly, in my <laughs> elementary school. You got them like seven years late. Yeah, that's kind of the shit that I went through. So this very spooky Halloween episode, um, did you get a chance to watch that last movie I recommended? We we gave you a non-spooky one. We said Rocky Horror Picture Show, but little behind the scenes, this is how the baseball gets made. I think that's the phrase. Sure. We recorded our last episode like two days ago, so like you know, you might not have had time. And through the magic of editing, I will have had time, but as of as of the recording, I haven't had time. Okay, Tuck, before you tell me how much you enjoyed Rocky Horror Picture Show, I do uh, a little bit of an apology. Last week, I thought I did such a smart setup when I said we weren't going to go scary and that I was going to take a step to the left. I was trying to reference Rocky Horror Picture Show. It should have actually been a step to the right and then a jump to the left. I totally fucked it up. My bad. You want to do the time warp and go back and do it? Like, uh, yeah, right? I can't. Impossible. Do do the pelvic thrust. Um... I loved it. Like, I loved, <laughs> I loved Rocky Picture. I thought you would like it. I'm glad I've been you loved it. The, I've been humming it the whole time. Um, the twist at the end was crazy. 
didn't think they were aliens, but yeah, uh, spoiler alert. But no, um, honestly, I did love it. I loved Tim Curry. Tim Curry? Very fuckable. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. Like, he's got gams. Very sexual. Like, I liked how they did that. It was uh, it was deeper, too, than they get a lot of credit for. Like, um, it's an homage to B-horrors and things like that, but... They um, they explore a lot of stuff that weren't wasn't being explored, and I could see like there's always these things. You think of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and you think okay, confetti and toast and everything being thrown at the screen, and that like I could see why people want to do that because it's just a fun movie where you can have a lot of like judgment free fun, and that that's what it was, and it, it's got some great songs. Oh, the songs are catchy as hell. Plus, yeah. I know I don't know about you, huge meatloaf stands in my household. Oh. Love Meatloaf. Love him. Former opera singer Meatloaf. Um, his name is Robert Paulson. But in this movie, his <laughs> Deep name cut. is Eddie. But yeah, in this movie, he's uh, he's uh, he's hilarious. It's a fight club, for those of you who don't get yes, it. Yes, no. no. Great. So you liked it, and it didn't scare you? No, not at all. So yeah, I will. Um, I will. Endeavor. I mean, honestly, it scared me a little how much I was attracted to Tim Curry. I was like, I got to rethink some things. <laughs> you know what? That shouldn't scare you. It's 2020, man. Let's roll with yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, um, I will, uh, it's spooky week, as we've discussed on the podcast, I will endeavor to watch scary movies, and I got some other ones. I look forward to talking about those never, because I never want to remember them. This one, I will watch again. Bought it on iTunes, so we're good. Hell yeah. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the softball. Like, you didn't have to do it? No, I really felt like I was stressing you out too much, and I felt bad, because I'm a person with, like, a lot of anxiety, and given uh, the pandemic, um, during the pandemic, like my base level of anxiety has just been like three times higher than normal. She's and elevated, so like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just didn't, I felt bad when I, when I actually found out that I was making you more anxious like that did not feel good. So, uh, you know, fun to get you to watch a couple scary movies and share them on the pod. Uh, not fun to potentially ruin your life. So I will say this. You did open my eyes to a bit of scary movies. I will endeavor to watch, let's say, two scary movies a year. Go forward. The the trick is you got to find a balance. You yeah. got to find a balance where you're like, yes, this did scare me, but I had fun. Oh, yeah. And Evil Dead did that. Conjuring, I think Conjuring did that too. Both of the ones that you picked, yeah, I had fun in like a, ah, let's never do that. Like, it's like going into a haunted house. Like, oh, you got me. Well, like a, like a roller again. coaster. Like, it's scary, like, but, and you're, you're, the adrenaline's pumping, but like, it's fun, right? Like, there's a balance in there somewhere. Yeah. And like roller coasters, I'm, I'm probably not as scared of them as I should be, right? Like, because if you know the engineering behind it, it's like, well, yeah, you could fly off the track at any point. Oh, for sure. But yeah. Um, no, Rocky Horror Picture Show was a great way to end this segment. I think we should do this again. Like, we should do, uh, we should do where we each recommend a movie to each other. You've seen everything. I don't know. We'll figure it out. This is one of those moments where Tuck tries to workshop a segment on air. Yes. How What's the, the name? What's the name, name of this figment figment, uh, uh, figment of your imagination? Name this fake segment. <laughs> uh, you do me, I do you. I don't know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I mean, maybe after a few more White Claws, buddy. Uh, okay. All right. Back hey, to your I'll dress regularly. I'll like, uh, Frankenfurter if you want. So if you want me to... Uh, what are we going to rank this one? What's the laser beam? How many antimatter laser beams? Out sure. Of, out of three, because there's only three prongs on the thing. I'm going to give it three out of three antimatter laser beams. Amazing. Yeah. It was awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right. Glad you liked it. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Shoot a boop. 
And it what a perfect editing by Ryan Phillips. Thanks for that, Tuck. Appreciate it. <laughs> so, uh, I did have a chance I to would, watch a spooky movie. One day we should maybe release a just the raw audio oh, file God. without editing, and people can realize how fucking dumb we just, are. Just to double up our listens, we should do it like we should release each audio track separately. So it'll be like Tuck episode twenty-two, Ryan episode twenty-two. Oh, speaking of which, it's episode twenty-two, and then you could just like you'd have to listen to them back to back. And at the same time, on two different devices, so we double up our listens. Why would we do that? I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. I'm just trying to get our listens up. Um, you know where people can find us, though, right? No, I don't. Please tell <laughs> Damn me. Damn it. I was really hoping you'd start it. Uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, we're at Tuck and Rolls, T-U-C-K-N-R-O-L-L-S. You know what? We've had some really good interaction. We had some really great scary movies pitched to me. We had some really great uh, feedback on a few live movies. It's awesome. Our listeners are awesome and keep interacting with us. In fact, if you want to leave us a voicemail, as I gave an example of last week, you can go to anchor.fm slash tuck and rolls. Same as Sam. So leave us a voicemail and we'll uh, we'll hit you up. I would absolutely love our listeners to phone in and leave a voicemail right after watching a scary movie. That would be a delight for us. It was fun to listen to talks. I'd like to listen to yours too. We want to hear the raw emotional reaction from a scary movie or an emotional movie. Like if you're crying after Corey watches The Green Mile, he should call. He should call in. Just say, like, oh, it was awesome. Ryan? Yes, Tuck. In the last two days, have you watched anything? No. <laughs> I watched some YouTube, but we don't talk about YouTube here. We can. We can. Was it good? No, I mean, it's just, like, ongoing things. I watch a lot of cooking shows. I probably watch, like, four different cooking shows on YouTube, just, like, when they come out with weekly episodes and stuff. What's your uh, What's your go-to? What's your favorite one? Uh, love binging with Babish. I've been a Babish guy since like his second episode so i got in early before he was super famous bought my wife his first cookbook the one that now he doesn't talk about at all because i think it's possible that he didn't get the rights for all the movie tie-in stuff and that maybe he isn't allowed to publish it anymore but now he's huge he's got like uh, 8 million youtube followers that's big that's big business cooking with babish hey uh, binging with Babish. Binge with and Babish. now and now he's got new shows. He's expanded the brand. As of last month, it's the Babish Culinary Universe. He's doing a whole thing. So there's a bit of movie tie-in. So this works. Okay, well, binging with Babish. I uh, That's I'm... his whole thing. Um he uh all every episode he cooks a dish that is inspired by like a movie or a television show. So like his third episode was like they did pizza from Ninja Turtles and you know, they do <laughs> Pizza Dude's got thirty seconds. Yes, exactly. They he does the the Parks and Rec burger cook off, right? And yeah, it's very good if you guys haven't seen it on <laughs> that YouTube. That is my favorite episode. <laughs> yes, I got a turkey burger with brie. This is a burger with ketchup. Yes, it's beef. Here's the bun. There's ketchup if you want it. And the the beef is better. <laughs> beef wins. FYI. Oh man. Uh, okay, that's fair. Hey, we're not here to talk about no. delightful YouTube cooking shows. We're here to talk about being afraid for our souls. I don't know. So I watched, I watched a Halloween movie. I don't think I believe it a soul. Sorry. Continue. I'm going to see. Whoa. Yo. I just don't think I do. I don't know. sounds like bullshit. Don't you like music? Music. That's a soul. You got it. What? Music is like the soul's expression. That's a thing. Like jazz musicians talk about it all the time. I know I fucked that up, but like there's not, that probably like not a lot of jazz. taught in your cult. Are you in that weird Hollywood sex cult, Doc? No. You gotta tell me if you are. Yeah, like just like I'm a cop. Here's a callback to (laughs) here's a callback to a few episodes ago. No, I definitely believe in a soul because that's what that's what allows us to experience art, and that's what we're here to talk about is art. Um, I did watch a spookier movie, not really, but it's a Halloween themed movie. I'm gonna save it for my crispy gem. 
good, smart. We got some uh, we got some exciting news today. Possibly the most exciting news. I don't want to brag, but I'm I'm thinking we're pretty we made it into big times with this guest. Shout out Pippo, Mister Three Hundred Five, Mister International, because we are on the same level. We're going international today. It's not today. Pitbull. Just FYI, guys, we didn't get Pitbull. No, no, but we're on the same level as Pitbull because we're international. We got some international love today on the podcast. We have, do you want to do the intro? I feel like I do the intros all the time. I don't want to steal your thunder. You're fired up. You also, want to do the intro? obviously, I'm a better friend. He's my friend first, obviously. I think we all know that that's true. Uh, from Australia, Western Australia, technically, if you want to use geography, our buddy, Matt Mosley, buddy from university, welcome to the pod, Matt. Gentlemen, hey. how are you? Uh, Ryan told me not to use my radio announcer voice, so I'll try to talk as naturally as I can during this whole <laughs> fiasco that we're about to uh, delve into. Wow, fiasco seems rude. <laughs> we're just going to call you Brockmeyer if you do, so just a heads up. I'd like to point out, not only is Matt our first international guest, but Matt is our first guest coming to you from the future. Matt, do you have hover cars in the future? Uh, no, we've got uh, hover boards, uh, hover surfboards, yes. and uh, a few other things over here. But uh, Tell me what the lottery numbers are so I can win big. Oh, no one ever wins. It's even... Even we, no, we try uh, our buy best. a sports sports almanac. Buy a sports almanac. It's got it's got the dust jacket on it. Hey Ryan, um, yo, I'm not gonna put a damper on this, uh, but I'm gonna put a damper on it because that's my role on the podcast. The damper. Um, it's not the future. It's just time zones, and apparently we're bad at them. I am very bad at time zones. Every time I'm talking about time change with uh, my beautiful wife, Charlotte, or we're like on a vacation or something, at some point she just looks at me like you look at like a sad idiot kid <laughs> because I can't do them. I can't get it right. So we've been trying to schedule this with Matt for a while because obviously it is um, – Matt, what time is it in, in your next It's uh, It's 10.20 in the morning. It's 27 degrees outside, and it is – fucking beautiful first of all fuck you second of all it is 8 p.m the night before your day here so that was complicated for me and i even went as far as i sent tuck a google calendar schedule which is not something we normally do no but like um i was worried that i was gonna fuck it up and then (laughs) matt texts this week and he's like yeah so uh thursday morning my time that's wednesday night your time so just to confirm and i was like oh god oh god the the google calls for thursday night oh god yeah we we all fucked it up Matt, Matt, do you have something you want to tell our listeners? Yes, I, I mangled that on the calendar. That was entirely my fault. I uh, booked the wrong day off work, uh, trying to think that, hey, we're doing it on Thursday, so I'll book Thursday off out of the office. And uh, here we ended up with a little bit of a schmazzle. Uh, but uh, you guys were kind enough to do it a night early and help me out on that one. So you saved my butts, guys. Matt, turns out I don't have a lot going on. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> a lot going on, shuffled it around because you're that important. Actually, you know what? Listeners, get on Matt's level. This guy took a day off work for the podcast. <laughs> you should all be taking every Thursday off to listen to the podcast. You want grateful uh, dicks? I'll throw this out there. If somebody wants to take a day off work in our time zone, I'll take a day off work and record the podcast with you. <laughs> I got holiday days to burn. <laughs> Yes, I had holidays to burn, too, because obviously because of COVID, I didn't obviously use as many holidays. And then uh, work was nice enough to actually say, hey, normally they expire, but we'll give you this deferral, and you could take like half next year, half the next year after. And I was like, that all seems complicated. And instead, between this week and Christmas, uh, I only work one full week. I just took three-day weekends the whole time, burned all my days. And I was like, fuck it. 
That's a genius idea. Yeah, some have called me a genius. It's true. Yeah. You're not the first. I, I said that was a genius idea. I didn't call you a genius. <laughs> no, no. I heard Everybody heard you. We know what you said. <laughs> like even a broken clock's right twice a day there, Ryan. Um, Speaking of geniuses, <laughs> uh, it's nice to get the crew back together. We are all friends from university. Uh, my, my mom used to send me care packages in university of like food and stuff, snacks, so I didn't have to go to the cafeteria. And quite often I'd be sleeping in my room after a hard night of studying. <clears throat> and uh, I would be awoke, awoken to uh, Matt um, just being like, shh, don't worry, Ryan. I'm just getting some of your alphagettis. Don't worry about it, Ryan. Go back to sleep. Shh. And, and you know what? Those alphagettis were very much appreciated. And I do recall many of those nights. After watching a movie such as Monsters, Inc. out in the lounge on 2K, uh, after maybe one too many gins sneaking into Ryan and Corey's room and straddling right above your face uh, and reaching up into that <laughs> cupboard and pulling out any canned goods that I could uh, and then going and cooking them up in the kitchen. Uh, those are very fond memories, I can tell you that. Playing scene it till four in the morning. Yeah, that was a good oh. time. And and just to, to bring Ryan's beautiful wife, Charlotte, into this, I did pull up some old uh, videos that we had taken back in the day, and there was a floor crawl oh, no. where we were doing uh, beverages that could have been body shots. And might... Guys, I met my wife doing body shots after. It's okay. I'm a trash person. But I <laughs> hey, do remember one too. particularly uh, invigorated game of Seen It, and the final question was, uh, finish the title of this film. It was Dr. Strangelove, colon, and the only person in the room who stood up was Charlotte, and she finished the title of Dr. Strangelove. And how I learned to love the bomb. Exactly. And she just yeah. mic dropped, walked out, and I'm pretty sure that was the moment where Ryan was like, that's the one. That's the woman I'm going to marry. That's maybe a close second, but the actual moment was uh, her maiden name is Duggan. And when we first met her, like we knew her for like a week and she was the quiet one that never talked to anybody. And she told us she was related to Hacksaw Jim Duggan and everybody <laughs> shit their pants. And then she was like, no, I'm just kidding, but that'd be cool. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, my heart. Yeah, and ever since that, she was just walking around with the two by four elbows in the air, just stomp, stomping around the yard. <laughs> Tuck, I think we should give a warning for our listeners this episode. There's no, this one's got no rhyme or reason. It's not yeah. going to be, uh, it's not going to be on the rails. Our buddy Matt, who we love so much, has lived in Australia now for how many years, Matt? Uh, I've been here for about three years now. Uh. Yeah, and we just fucking miss this guy. So this is going to be like a lot of us just bullshitting. <laughs> and hey, yeah. you know, hopefully it's good for you. We're going to try to talk a little bit about scary movies. Um, Tuck being a giant baby who gets terrified. Me and Matt being uh, cinephiles who actually enjoy a scary movie. But also beyond that, you're going to hear us talking about a lot of weird shit. Like Film-based when... predators? That's what a cinephile is. <laughs> <laughs> Film-based predators? <laughs> um, no, but... Uh... I have seen a few scary movies. That's why I don't like them. I know I've seen enough to know that I don't like them. So, yeah, I think we could talk a bit about that. We also could talk, uh, mostly not to brag for you, but you were an actor in Hollywood for a bit. Like, uh, yeah. Hollywood. big Hollywood actor. There was a very small period of time in which I acted in a few films, did some stunts for a few others. Um, and, you know, a, a few of your guests, I feel like I'm coming on the back end of a, a very hot run of guests who have more credits than me, and since the beginning of the pod, you know, even cousins of mine, uh, former friends, uh, well, still friends, not former friends, but uh, 
I feel like you guys might be building to something, uh, and I'm uh, hopefully I can live up to that. But yes, we I did spend some time uh, down south in sunny California. I crowdsourced that movie, and I still haven't seen a copy of it. It's on its way. It's shout on its to, way. Uh, it's it's it shout out to Coat Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, those those boys. It should be. We got word that it's uh, it's gone through its final edit and it's going into sound now. So it should be released in 2020, uh, 2021. So we we shot it about six, seven years ago now. And uh, <laughs> fingers crossed, uh, you'll all be seeing it on a streaming service uh, direct into your living rooms with a few white claws, Ryan, and uh, you, a few other beverages. Talk, you animal! You can't put a timetable on art. No, I'm. Fuck? I just wanted to see. Uh, I just wanted to see it because they had such uh, such success with their first one, uh, Bellflower. Yeah, correct. Is what it was. Bellflower was great. Yeah, yeah and the uh, there's a crispy gem for you guys. Yeah, Bellflower. Go check, check it out. that out. And then the uh, hey, Matt, talk to me more about these stunts. Were you what stunt dicks, stunt stunt ass? Like which <laughs> which? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Not never nude, but uh, you know, front seat of a Camaro, getting Molotov cocktails thrown at you, uh, getting yeah. kicked off of buildings, down elevator shafts, that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was it was really was a crash course in filmmaking. It was it was very nitty gritty, and you know they were the best group of guys to learn from and work with. And if you want, uh, you know, a grassroots, how to make a movie and what not to do and what to do, uh, you couldn't have gone to a better class than just, you know, shooting a eighties inspired side scrolling action flick with the coat wolf boys and, you know, some fantastic people I got to live with, uh, Frank Art out of Columbus, who's doing fantastic things these days. Uh, it's just, uh, I can't say enough about them. No, they're really awesome. And they make all their own props. And they do a lot of really cool stuff with, like, like mechanical stuff with the cars that they do. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. I and I, I think uh, Evan Gladell and, you know, there's a few boys kind of at the top. And that inspiration kind of trickles down. This is the one circumstance where the trickle down economics of films kind of <laughs> flows from the top down to the bottom. Uh, I believe his last movie, Canary, was financed by the Russo brothers. Um, so, I, I've heard of them. Yeah, they've, they've, they've done a few things. I've also heard that Canary was um, like hotly, hotly, um, um, what is it, bid on? Like people people wanted that fucking thing. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see that when it comes out. And I was just lucky enough to work with uh, people of that caliber. And, you know, I was, you know, doing a little bit of everything, stunts, like you said, acting. I'm sure everything I did will end up on the cutting room floor. But, uh, yeah, no, it was fantastic. Most of the time I was a, a PA or, or holding a, a mic boom. But uh, everyone does everything. Matt, seeing as you've got the experience, how much would our listeners need to raise in Kickstarter funds to let me Molotov cocktail you for the pod? For the pod? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, what a flight cost down to Perth, Western Australia, and how? Uh, they're roughly like twenty five hundred dollars a yep. Yeah, so it depends on how quickly so five we grand. can get you here. Five grand. Oh, Matt. Speaking of flights to Australia, great news. I had bought my wife a couple of years ago, my beautiful wife Charlotte, uh, one of those like scratch off world maps where we got to do that fun thing where we visit a place and we scratch it off. Oh. And when she was um, putting it up, she fucked up and accidentally like put a big gash through Australia. So we've got to come visit you eventually. Oh. You have to. We scratch the map. You guys, you guys yeah. have a bed anytime you come down here, and it's it's fantastic. It's a lot like home. 
And uh, a bed would be great. What do you have in terms of flights to lend me? <laughs> flights, uh, not too many international airlines. We got some local, but you're you're looking at about I also, twenty-five uh, hours last in the time air. I did a, yeah, the last time I did a cursory Google, it was like a fifty-hour travel time, and I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, no, I love traveling uh, on planes. I'm just gonna say, what? It. I love it. Yeah. Why? What? Well, so I'll put it this way: like, once you've traveled on uh, a plane with like a one and a half year old or a six month six month old, <laughs> and then you get to go on a plane by yourself, it's it's a game changer. So Ryan, if you want to like planes, you come down here. I'll give you Connor. You can go on like a six-hour flight there and back, and then you'll love flying for forever, like forevermore. Like you got to get a kid that doesn't that doesn't can't glue into the iPad, and they can't walk, but they can move. And then that's like being trapped on a plane is is literal hell for them. And so that manifests in all kinds of nature. And so now flying by myself is fantastic. <laughs> I'm a noise-canceling headphones on the plane type of guy. I don't want to hear about your shit. I don't want to know you exist. I'm just going to put on my headphones. I'm going to watch one of the Pacific Rims in my nice. own little world. I don't need to talk to you. Which, hey, Kane, this is specifically for you. Oh, Those Kane, movies yeah. are fucking great. You're my wrong. My fucking brother, Kane. My learned friend, lawyer, you are wrong. He was, t- he was texting me the other day about watching Pacific Rim, and he was saying it was bad, and he doesn't like it. Wrong. Oh. Pacific Rim is great. Bush League. That's Pacific. It's for a specific audience. They know what they're doing. They don't make any apologies for it. And when Idris Elba is canceling the apocalypse, I mean, if you don't, Hell if yeah. you don't get I was a at, shutter, I was at full mask, baby. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's it's not my cup of tea every day, but if I want to get amped up for, uh, you know, my Canadian is showing now a hockey game or something like that down here. Throw on a little Pacific Rim and tell me you don't want to go and invade Red Deer after that movie is over. <laughs> Matt, speaking of your Canadian, you told me we were chatting earlier that um, about once a week you go into work. Uh, uh, it happens to be the day after the podcast comes out and your your Australian friends tell you your Canadian accent is a little stronger than normal. Yes. I'm blaming Tuck for that. I feel like I've got a very uh, commercial accent. It's not any localized to it. Oh, yeah. I listened to myself and I was like, "Oh, you sound very, very Canadian." Yeah, it's uh, it's okay. I think people uh, don't you know people like it, right? Eh? <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not so pronounced, but it's it's very similar to you know after I get off the ice after a game of hockey. Uh, it you play hockey in Australia? Yeah, they, they, there's a, are you there's like some the best hockey here. player there? No, there's actually some very fantastic players down here. I'm a little embarrassed that I'm not as good as actually, I thought I yeah, was. Actually, yeah, fair point. Every Australian dude I've ever seen has been fucking jacked as hell. Oh, it's terrifying. You, you, I. <laughs> do they not have fat nerds like me there, or what? No, they, they. I, I think they do, but they're not at the beach every day. So if you if you go to <laughs> if weird. you go down to the beach and you take your shirt off and you're you know, us, you know, Ryan, Tuck, Matt Mosley. It's, uh, you know, you, you want to get a little sun. You want to get a little tan. You don't want the, the farmer arms going on. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little daunting because apparently everybody here works out two, three hours a day. And I only... They have to be strong to protect themselves from all the predators. Exactly. And... Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Those, those fat nerds you speak of, they've been killed by that giant spider yeah. that you've heard about. Like, if you can't bench 350, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you by a kangaroo. Exactly. I mean, those motherfuckers are tough. Sorry, can I say... They're a nuisance, Can I say too, motherfucker can, on the podcast? You can say literally yeah, whatever you want. We shit, draw fuck. the line at um, slurs. 
Yeah, nothing racist. Nothing racist. Don't worry. It's that's. Yeah. I mean, it might be a slightly Australian thing, but I still got a little bit of that Canadian in me. We may not be the first podcast to say it, but we are strongly anti-racist on this podcast. <laughs> hey, so you we we mentioned Canadian accents, but you just you just talked about some Australian things. Do, have you picked up any words? Is there any Australian only words that you pepper into your your talking now that you can teach us? Like heaps of them. Uh, there's there's a few. I mean, uh, the C word is a little bigger down here and in Britain than it is back home. But uh, caffeine, yeah, caffeine, chocolate, chocolate, um, crazy. Yeah, Chesterfield, not so much, but uh, it, the, more than the the words, it's the the phrases. So you know, you know fucking getting across some things, or we're not here to fuck. What? Some- I'm sorry. <laughs> explain that one. You know, immediately one I'm more, lost. One more time for the audience, Matthew. One, one, one more time. time uh, we're not here to fuck spiders. Uh, that also makes no sense. Yeah, no, that's my favorite one. It's like you you go to the bar, you got a beer in your hand, you're drinking. And everyone's like, oh, what are you doing? You only finished half your pint. We're not fucking here to fuck spiders, mate. Let's fucking get it done. So, oh, yeah, I love this oh, place. I don't even, I can't. Um, <laughs> we're not here to fuck spiders. It's so weird. That's I'm, so weird. I'm using that in the podcast in the next, like, I'll I'll drop it in, Ryan, and you'll know it, you'll know it when you hear it, but it won't be next episode. It'll be like, I'm going to sprinkle that in one time. Okay, sure. Yeah. Matt, how often are you putting shrimps on Barbies? Oh. Uh, you know what the funny thing about barbecues here is if you have a classic barbecue back home and you look at it, you've got kind of that grate, that, that kind of separated lines where you're, you're throwing the steak on, you're throwing the shrimp on. Over Like the grill, yeah. the actual grill, like the rack. Yeah, exactly. Over here, uh, it's it's more of a flat top. It's more of a... Like a what? It's a, a, a griddle? Sh- yeah, it's a griddle. It's a it's a sheet of metal. So if yeah. you're going over to well, someone's house for a barbecue, what's the point of doing that? That's just a frying pan. You can do that inside. Yeah, but it's a frying pan outside. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, so does it? If if you open a barbecue up out here, you'll you'll always see the majority of it as kind of a flat top, as a griddle. You gotta you gotta tweet us a or snap us a picture of this, and we'll tweet it out because I don't think a lot of our listeners are believing you right now. No, of co- of course not, and I wouldn't believe myself <laughs> if I was telling myself this. But hey, don't worry, there, there'll be plenty of photos coming after this chat with you guys uh, to to put up on at Tuck and Rolls. That's with an N on Instagram and or Twitter. <laughs> checks in the ma- checks in the mail. Checks in the mail, baby. Okay. Wait, let's talk movies. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I've got a question. I want to know: Do you have movie theaters in Perth, Western Australia? Yes, and we can go to them. Oh, that's, I mean, we, Tuck went to one. We could. I'm choosing not to. Do you have any different movie theater snacks there? This is a subject I love. My friend Julie goes to South Korea to visit her parents quite often, and I'm always like, tell me about the different snacks. So this kind of harkens back to everybody taking their shirt off on the beach and looking better than us. There's popcorn, but there's no butter. You can't get butter on your Ah. popcorn down here. Or what about like a fake butter, like a margarine, or no? Nothing, nothing. It's... It just comes out comes out of the popcorn machine with that kind of yellow seasoning tinge. Precisely. Can you and, get salt okay. and vinegar? No, there's. I mean, there's no. Oh. That's a great question, Matt. What's your feelings about those weird flavor shakers on popcorn? I'm not a big fan. I want hell yeah. I want, that's right. Uh, I These want a large wrong. for seventeen dollars with two layers of butter. Can't get it down here. It doesn't exist. I don't do butter. Talk, have I talked on the podcast about how I used to work at the movie theater? 
I believe you've mentioned it briefly, yeah. Yeah, so I worked at the movie theater for a while, um, and uh, movie theaters, obviously, is their price gouging? For sure. So, like, $17 for popcorn? Insane, right? Um, But also keep in mind that uh, production companies, like the films, are taking huge cuts of the ticket prices. So, really, theaters are really only making money on those concession snacks. That's why they're so expensive. And the other thing is that um, the butter, when you're like, why am I paying this much? Butter is expensive, actually. Literally, Mm -hmm. in real life, if you ever buy your butter, it's expensive. So, we had all these, like, teens working the concession right and somebody would be like can i get butter can i get extra butter and then people wouldn't charge them for it and literally i'm just like i am begging you not to give away free butter because we're already losing money on it like please for the love of god do like give accidentally give them a free coke who gives a shit it's fountain pop it was supposed to be six dollars it's free it doesn't matter but the dollar fifty of butter is actually very seriously important that's a good fact right I took my job way too seriously, much like anything I've ever done. I, I take it too seriously. and uh, Like this it podcast. It didn't go well quite often. Like no, it, it, I, I totally get it. One of my first jobs was at uh, the Paramount Theater in Chinook in Calgary. That's when minimum wage was five ninety five. But oh, yeah. Ryan's exactly right. It was. It, it's similar to going to a hockey game, right? They don't get the funds from the team they're they're making their money off of being a venue being a stadium that's why everything costs ten dollars hockey game they make all the money on the beef on the bun yeah exactly by that beef on a bun speaking of theaters uh ryan did you see that disney news uh no i don't whoa oh from last week yeah they were like hey uh fyi we're like the biggest movie company in the world fuck theaters streaming baby yeah so yeah it's bad news for theaters yeah not a hot uh, hot seat theaters for sure. Matt, I don't know if you're involved in that in that tweet, but uh, involved in that tweet, Matt, I don't know if you saw that news, <laughs> but Disney basically said they're shifting a lot of their focus to streaming and online, and basically away from like in person theaters. They didn't they didn't quite outright say it, but that's what that was heavily implied. And I think what's happening is with the pandemic. And them kind of pivoting things to online as a backup plan, these companies are realizing that it's a very viable way for them to make money. And if they can cut out the theater and still make the money, why wouldn't they? No, correct. And that's and you guys have touched on that before in the podcast. It was in theater or in home. And you know what? It's in home these days uh, is it's what it's shifting to. And this kind of crisis has maybe preempted a, a larger shift to that in-home viewing and you know Netflix started it and now everyone's got their own streaming service and I believe you know Scott talked about this a lot on the last yeah. pod uh, and, and that's kind of the way things are going these days I'm a crackle man I love watching good content on crackle I haven't what checked the, that out. What the fuck is that's Crackle? That's a joke. That's from oh. uh, Crackle was like a thing that four years ago like one of the companies was like we're, we're streaming too and we've got all this content from, I don't know, USA Network or something. It was bad, but it's also got the funniest title to make jokes about. You're really crack. You're really crackling a joke. <laughs> Actually, the, the funniest one to uh, the funniest one to dig on is Quibi, which was just a hilariously colossal failure. That was awful. Yeah, it was. They tried to mix like Vine and Netflix. And Why would Hulu. I want? Like, okay, oh, they're yeah. short. They're quote quick bites. Quibi. They're short. That's okay. You can give me good content that doesn't take up a lot of my time. I watch YouTube videos that are 10 minutes, and I watch them every Tuesday and Thursday kind of thing. 
but the the their biggest problem was that it was mobile only so there was uh, it was all portrait there was no landscapes like you can't watch a quibi on your laptop what the fuck are you guys doing that's that the was, dumbest thing i've ever that heard that was uh that was what scott talked about uh with the cats thing that was hollywood hubris at its finest but yeah i think um i think the shift to mobile mobile i'm so old I think the shift, Boomer. Think Boomer the shift alert. Is, yeah. And the shift to uh, streaming and, and mobile entertainment and getting away from the big budget theaters is definitely going to enhance creativity like we talked about. There's that creativity drought, but you don't need those tent poles anymore. You don't need tent poles to hold up the big big circus or big, what is it called? The big rig? Big rig? Big tent? The big, t- the big top. The big, the big top. top. You don't need you don't need tent poles anymore, like to hold up the big top. You can just you can rely on streaming, so you can get more creative ideas out there. You can get them out there faster, and you can get just give the people what they want, and it's a wider variety. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean the 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 return on investment that they expect isn't based on it's based purely on the production cost of what they're making. So going streaming only doesn't mean that they're going to make cheaper things. It does mean no, that they might more. make a little bit more money, though. Yeah, I guess that's what it comes I think they'll make to. more because you need to get it out. Plus, there's more competition. There's not seven theaters, right? Tux, do you want to know why that there's never been a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The total aside, total aside. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. Companies making more money. That was, uh, it was Zemeckis and I think Spielberg like produced and they they had they made such a fucking sick back end deal, and the company that made it uh, was it Disney or Warner Brothers? Warner I don't Brothers. fucking know. Yeah. They 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 were like, sure, we'll give you this back end deal, whatever. Well, it did really 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 well, and they they uh, Zemeckis and um, Spielberg made a ton of money, but basically they made so much money and the deal was so good that the the math on a sequel didn't work like the the company looked at it and was like we're gonna have to pay robert zemeckis and steven spielberg so much fucking money that we're never gonna make this because it's just we won't make our cut won't be good enough that's right that's insane so so spielberg's the reason we don't have a roger who frame roger rabbit too yeah that motherfucker spielberg what's he done for you lately tuck he's my favorite director I love the terminal. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Look, I'm three white claws in, and we've pretty much barely talked about Halloween. You know movies. what, Ryan? You want know Ryan? Yeah. I just want what, to say Doc? this. You know what might happen? You hear uh, the you hear the plot of Space Jam two? I'm gonna go with no on this one. Well, LeBron James is in it. I know that. That's a hey hot start, buddy. I'm proud of you. Famous co-founder of Blaze Pizza, LeBron James. <laughs> also, Not known for anything else, really. Uh, <laughs> new NBA champion, LeBron James. He's won a championship team. for every team he's ever played for. That is impressive. Yeah, well, he's yeah, got 20 wow. years. Dropping that. Jordan's better. Anyway, um, <laughs> Space Jam 2. Well, Scotty Pippen guy. Huge Pippen guy. I'm a Rodman guy, but yeah, anyway. Oh, um, fucking of course. <laughs> Tuck's a Rodman guy. I love it. You're the Rodman to my Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that all day. Not a compliment. Oh, that's that's a compliment. that goes into a segue, actually. Uh if we're, if we're talking about Van Damme, and I know you guys have talked about Street Fighter. Well, you know, even if we're not directly talking about it in our hearts, we're, talking we're always about talking it. about Van Damme. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's the best. I had the pleasure of working with somebody who actually worked on Street Fighter as well. Amazing. Biernowski played Zangief, and he also plays one of the big bads in the film that you guys have... You fucking worked with Zangief from Street Fighter? Yes. Uh, Holy shit! I gotta, I gotta... Why didn't you open the podcast yeah. with that? <laughs> well, we waited thirty six minutes for you to tell us this. I've been I've been waiting to sprinkle these things in. Ryan told me he was gonna kind of pepper me with Hollywood questions, even though I'm you know 
the least Hollywood guy out sober, there. sober, Ryan. You got podcast, Ryan. <laughs> podcast, Ryan, flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, he, goes he doesn't know what he's doing he sometimes. Takes, he goes where the audio takes him. He's, um, he has fun. Speaking of Zangief, Wreck-It Ralph, great movie. Fantastic. <laughs> Zangief? I, my brain, if we could have froze time for a second, you said speaking of Zangief, and my brain was just going... This way, this way, this no. way. Where could he possibly take no, this? Because Zangief is in Bad Guys Anonymous, and he goes, yes, "Just because yeah. you're bad guy doesn't make you bad guy." Precisely. Like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> you worked with that guy. You worked with Zangief. Yes. Tell us more about it. Uh, is he cool? He's uh, slightly intimidating. Uh, Andrew Birnovsky. Uh, he's he's done a few things here and there, and uh, yeah, gotta gotta work with him. Gotta drive him to set and. Uh, I'll tell you, he's a he's a fun guy to have in the car when you're when you're driving around. I gotta take this. I gotta take a look at this warlock. Oh yeah, Tuck's favorite bit on the podcast is to look up stuff on IMDb. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Bernovsky. Oh, that's not him. All right, well we'll figure this out. Um, okay, do you guys want to talk scary movies for a bit? Let's 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 do it. Let's get let's get to the point. Tuck, I have a very simple, very direct question, not meant to be confrontational. Why are you such a baby? Why can't you just watch a scary movie? What's your dang problem? So we've talked about this, Ryan. I think because as our listeners may have caught on to right now, my memory is slightly better than yours. Thanks, Wee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna throw it out there. Like and um when I watch a scary movie, it gets embedded. Like it's it's a very because you tend to remember negative things, you tend to remember emotional experiences, and those—that's both for me. So, like, scary movies get embedded in my head, and every time I still get scared. It like if I walk into a room and there's uh, snow on a TV, you know what I mean? Like the yeah, I still I still get terrified because I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker, this this this. See, I get an erection because I'm like, is this scrambled porn? Let me investigate. <laughs> I see a booby. No, yeah, that's a better memory. Um, but yeah, so I think it's because I just, it replays over and over and over again in my mind, over and over and over. You're caught in a terrifying loop. Yeah. Like a, a demented Groundhog Day. Yeah, kind of. So when I I don't watch a lot of them because I don't want these loops playing in my head. So yeah, that's okay. why I'm a huge baby. Can can I interject for just a quick second because that's no. no we didn't bring you on the podcast to hear what you have to say about things <laughs> Who that is we're that? talking about. Who is, oh shit, Mosey's still here. That that snow on the screen actually brings me into uh, you know I wanted to talk to you guys about the kind of that first indelible scare and uh, the the scariest movie that you'll ever see that kind of sticks with you when you're young. And Let's I, do it. I got, Let's I know. Do it. I do have a uh, snow on the screen story that I wanted to tell you. Let me know. Uh, so most of these scary movie stories will start with uh, hanging out with my cousins. And this was a particular night where we were having a sleepover at one of my cousins' place. And do we know any of these cousins? Uh, you know, Casey will crop up here and there, and that when we shout out Casey Vanderley, past guest, fantastic guest. Well, uh, when we get into slasher movies, I've got a good Casey story for you. But this one kind of harkens back to... <laughs> I, we are at like our regular pod ending time, and we're like, well, when are we going to Slash Live? Time out. I'm, I'm going to podcast for three hours, Tuck. You fucking log off and like, no, no. go take care of your family I'm or in, whatever. I got nothing to do. I got a full bottle of sweet tea vodka. You worked with, <laughs> you worked with Latimer from the program. Yes, I did. That's fucking amazing. Anyway, okay. Casey. I told you he loves looking at IMDb. So this, oh, this is great. <laughs> this one doesn't. I'm pretty sure that if if they if um if at the Tuck household it's 
a romantic evening. I'm pretty sure it starts with Tuck looking at IMDb. <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> it's not that kind of fun. But yeah, I'm bored. I'm just checking what, on IMDb. What movie traumatized you as a kid, Matt? I'm sorry that we interrupted you. We normally are very on point and on track, and <laughs> this is very weird for us. But you get back to it. No, no. I just, I just wanted to talk about the snow on the screen. And if we want to start talking about scary movies at some point, I got to start with Candyman. Uh, 1992, oh, yeah. directed by Bernard Rose, uh, Virginia Madsen was in it, and it was kind of one of those early 90s films. It was a little gritty, and when you think about the premise of it, it's you know kind of that urban legend, but it didn't you know start right from the start. It's about a, a PhD student studying uh, socioeconomics and and doing all this kind of stuff, but where it comes into the snowy part of the television screen that Tuck has, uh, you know, aforementioned. I watched it when I was way too young, probably at around 11 or 12 at a sleepover with some of my cousins. And it was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then, of course, we put on, you know, Sinbad and the Seventh Voyage with the claymation after it. And everybody had kind of gone to sleep in the living room the way you used to make a fort and... You know, everyone had kind of you know, fallen into a slumber, and the second movie had stopped. And I was still traumatized by the first movie, Candyman, which is absolutely fantastic. If you haven't seen it, it'll scare the fucking pants off you. And the television went to a blue screen, and the second movie had stopped. And I was kind of lying there, too scared to move. Uh, under the blankets, the other four cousins had fallen asleep, And then after about 30 seconds of a blue screen, it went straight to the snowy fuzz. And then it stopped. Went right back to a blue screen. And I thought Candyman was coming to murder me just immediately. And when it went back to a blue screen, and he always will be, uh, I I went back on. I mean, life is finite. Candyman's coming for us all, really. <laughs> yeah, of course. I went back under the covers immediately and went back to a blue screen. I'm like, okay, I can go to sleep. And then 30 seconds later, right back to the fuzz. So I, you know, mustered all of the courage I could, and I got up to go turn the TV off. But one of my little cousins had kind of plucked out the old rubber off button on the TV, so there was no way to physically turn it off. And oh my then, god! And, and then it went immediately back to snow on like thirty volume, and at that point, I woke up the entire household. I was kicking and screaming, "Turn the fucking TV off!" I'm sure I wasn't using that phrasing when I was that young, but four cousins jumped out of bed, uncles and aunts coming into the living room. Everyone's trying to find the TV remote just so you could turn the TV off. Uncles and aunts that had let you guys watch Candyman, FYI. Oh, they were the best. This also, uh, one of your aforementioned cousins definitely suggested Candyman as a uh, as a scary movie that I should watch. So this movie had a very profound impact on your entire family. <laughs> Candyman's great. It's a good horror movie, but it also has some like uh, good commentary on like um, classism. Um, some interesting takes and uh, Jordan Peele's producing he's not directing it he's producing like a remake it was supposed to be out this year but I think they pushed it because of the pandemic but I'm excited for that Matt it's so funny that you mentioned this because I have such a similar story of when I was a kid I was at a babysitter's <laughs> and they were like I was like I was like six and they were like 
let's watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was legitimately traumatized. My biggest fear from the age of six to probably the age of 12 was Freddy Krueger. I thought it was the fucking scariest thing in the world. Always what I thought about when going to sleep in a dark room was always Freddy Krueger. And then as soon as you're like, he's not real, you're like, but once I'm asleep, he's real because he attacks you in your dreams. Oh, fuck. Uh, and then when I finally got up the courage to actually uh, watch a Freddy Krueger movie, which uh, I, if memory recalls, I watched specifically because a girl was like, I want to watch this movie. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. I don't care. Oh, well, that's yeah. why we do anything, right? <laughs> yep. I would 100% um, watch the scariest movie know, in the world. Y- you watch it and you realize those Nightmare on Elm Street movies are <laughs> extremely cheesy and that Freddy Krueger's not frightening and he's just got those dumb one-liners. And uh, I mean, the premise is it, it is very terrifying, but like they're not they, they don't fuck me up as bad as like a modern horror fucks me up. They're good. I love them, but they're different. That's why I didn't take a shower. Like I would just do baths until I was in like uh, grade six. Because of Freddy Krueger? No. You sleep in the shower? No, What's because happening? of uh, Psycho. I heard Psycho that, is not scary. No, it's not. But I heard the premise, and I was like, well, he murders people in the shower. And you're like, oh, it's Alfred Hitchcock. He's the master of horror, which I would argue he's the master of No, he's uh, First off, Alfred Hitchcock is the master of tension. Not necessarily yeah. horror, but yeah, like that, that thriller. kind of taut rope build. Is, Matt, is, who is the master of horror? Who's the master of horror? I'm not quite sure why you guys even brought me on this Halloween episode, because I'm not necessarily a master of horror guy i've just been looking forward to talking to you guys for so long we we figured halloween was a special episode and you're a special guy so we're gonna bring you on you're gonna come on for the christmas episode you're gonna come on (laughs) for easter we're gonna do all of them you're You're a a holiday holiday guy how much do you know about arbor day matt arbor day (laughs) um i enjoy trees um Ever since I moved down to Australia, yeah, yeah. I now have... <laughs> Me too, hell yeah. <laughs> I now have hay fever, so I'm uh, uh, more adverse to plants than I ever was back home. Oh, that's an allergy? Yeah. Charlotte has seasonal allergies. Do they call it hay fever well. down there? They do, yeah. Itchy yeah. eyes, uh, scratchy throat, that kind of stuff. Um, My balls are really itchy a lot. Is that hay fever or is that different? No, that's just <laughs> that's just kind of being a regular human being. We're going to I, ball jokes, eh? We're going to ball jokes. Yeah, nice. Crazy nice. episodes. Yeah, right. We're talking about right. balls a little bit. Ryan's balls. <laughs> um, I was going to talk about this because there's there's different types of horror movies, right? Yes. There's the um, there's the ghost story. There's the uh, which. Are you going to start naming things that are scary? No, I'm going to name like different types, and I'm going to tell you which ones I don't like. Ready? <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah. I'll start with all of them. No, but I, there is like the supernatural kind of scary. The Conjuring is a good example of that. There's the slasher film. There's like the home invasion, right? Strangers, um, Us. Would you consider Halloween with Michael Myers a slasher film? Yes, I would. Okay. I, w- I would like to touch on this at, at some point, but Tuck, keep rolling. No, jump in. Jump I, in. My, like please I just, interrupt him, yes, please. For the stop love of me. God. Stop me. Oh, it, it, at some point, uh, I. When I realized I was coming on this podcast, I, I sent just getting you guys. real tough in front of your friends, eh, Ryan? <laughs> just getting real tough in front of your friends. I want a little. I was so excited to talk to Matt that I'm like, I've just said a few more white clothes in. Than normal. <laughs> I love really it. Hoping to, really hoping my Airdrie internet kicks in and it's just you two, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen. It if is, we, if it we stay is, on the yeah. call long enough, you're oh, going to yeah. get booted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, settle down. Uh, I want to talk about slasher flicks in a, a particular way because 
this goes back to another cousin story. Uh, every Christmas, we used to watch a, a few particular movies, Slapshot, Strange Brew, very Canadian kind of... <laughs> take off, you older. <laughs> take off, you nap. Kind of very Matt, I think I know stuff. what movie you're going to talk about. Um, it's going to be... Can I take a guess? Yeah, you can. Is it Black Christmas? It is. Black Christmas. Do you know why I know this? Because I sent you a message. No, because once a very long time ago, <laughs> you and I did a thing where every Halloween or every October, we were going to get together and watch scary movies. It was a little movie marathon when we all lived in Edmonton, and one of the years we watched Black Christmas together. Yes, and it's got the the lady from uh, Superman, right? Yeah, Margot Kidder, who who went yes, on to play you. Lois Lane in the Superman flicks. Uh, look at that! Look at that deep pull. Oh, that's, what is this brain? What is this brain doing? That's so deep. You, you reach down know. real low for that one. I love it. Uh, but I, I wanted to talk about slasher flicks just for a quick second because uh, at one point, you know, we used to do Secret Santas, and this comes back to the cousin thing. Uh, my cousin Casey, who's been on the pod, fantastic gentleman, and his older brother Sean got uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 for a Secret Santa gift for, and, uh, you know, another cousin Amy must have been about six, maybe five at the time. So it kind of became a family tradition that we watched Friday the 13th Part 2 on Christmas. So <laughs> you've, you, you, That's amazing, actually. You've got, you've got a famous hatchet scene through the face for the kid in the wheelchair who rolls back down the stairs. Uh, so from a very young age, slasher flicks were never a, a terrifying thing for me because we used to just watch them on Christmas. And then, you know, as, as, I, as I grew as a human being and, and watched more movies. Uh, I, What's that like? Is that good? Oh, it's, I'm, I'm still working on it, baby. I'm still working <laughs> on it. Uh, but Black Christmas comes around, and it's 1974, a uh, fantastic Canadian production, and is one of the first uh, easy examples of kind of the point of view from the killer and it's it's one of those things where slasher flicks grew into the tropes. They grew into the, if you have sex, you die. If you're the black guy, you die first. All those kind of things came with Halloween and Friday the 13th. Everybody separates and then gets killed off one by yeah, one. Yeah, precisely, in the 80s. But Black Christmas was that kind of the progenitor of the slasher flick. Uh, Tuck, do you want to hear a fun Black Christmas fact? First movie obviously. to do, and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, the call is coming from inside the house. Yes. That's that, the first movie? Yeah, that, that was the one. I'm just going to say this quick, Matt, because I really want you to get in, involved in your story. I'm not tucking you in your monologue here. No, no, no. I, tuck, t- I do. <laughs> tuck me all you want, baby. <laughs> no. I do I do really like slasher flicks. And every time I'm having a rough day, I'm just like, you know what? Jason Voorhees didn't quit when he got drowned and he got shot in the face and he got burned alive. He's still... He still came and he fucked up those teenagers. Exactly. So you know what? Maybe you got to get going. <laughs> it's really debatable to me because like Jason movies are like, well, he is at at the first Jason movie. He's just a slasher. It's not even him. It's his mom. It's his mom. Uh, but as soon as you get past that first movie, then you're you're in. You're quite supernatural. But the the beat by beat of the movie is still very much slasher. So is that? You know, where are we on? No, that's a slasher film, I think. Like, Supernatural, it's different. Like, Supernatural is different. So, regardless of what they're saying, you know, Jason is this unkillable supernatural being, because the movie essentially would be the same if he was just a slasher, 
Yeah. We're calling it a slasher. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's a I think slasher. That's fair. I would consider it a slasher, but I just thought it was good to point out. Do, 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 Matt, do, you're do, talking do, about do. Black Christmas. I'm very good <laughs> at staying on point. Please continue. No, I, I, I wanted to bring up Black Christmas because we're talking about Halloween movies. Uh, I know you guys are big diehard fans, and that's a Christmas movie. Quotation marks. No, it's an uh, action movie that happens at Christmas. Anyways. It's a fucking Christmas no, movie. No, I'm, I'm with Tuck uh, on this one. It's an action movie. And it's a fantastic action movie. Oh, it's great. Do you great. consider Jason, Jason 2 uh, a Christmas movie because you watched it at Christmas? Yeah, I, well, I do. And that's kind of what I was getting at. It's uh, uh, If we're t- talking about scary movies and we're talking about Tuck being you know, scared of things and doing his whole jam. Uh, I'll, I'll never be scared of a slasher flick because I started watching them at seven with the help of Casey and Sean Vanderley and Friday the 13th part two. So I was watching people get hatchets in the face at a, at a very young age. So to me, yeah, that's, that explains a bit here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> exactly. To me, that's not a, a particularly scary thing. So when it comes to, gore or dismemberment and and that kind of thing in scary movies uh, I, I don't consider it scary i consider it a, a genre film that actually built the, u- gore the universe and dismemberment they don't really scare me and i don't mind gore and no. dismember it like if anybody's watching the boys on amazon prime which i highly recommend oh, fantastic one of the best shows out there right now mm-hmm. a very there's gore in 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 heaps and buckets but it's not scary by any means Gore can can doesn't necessarily mean scary. Precisely. We talked about this after the Evil Dead. Like gore can enhance a story in the sense that it's like it kind of makes you go, oh, makes it more visceral, you know what more I mean? real. But uh, it can also like be too much, like with Eli Roth for sure. I don't know. A gore doesn't scare me either. That's why Evil Dead, like it 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 raised my heart rate, but it didn't scare me per se. You know so what I mean? so what scares Tuck? And one of the reasons I wanted ghosts. to come on this, this podcast. This is terrified oh, of ghosts. Yes. He talks about ghosts yes. and he apologizes to the no. imaginary ghosts. Yep. No, they're not imaginary. <laughs> Fuck off. Like ghosts, they, yeah. Like that's that side of things. Not even so much demons, but like... Uh, no, demons scare me. Yeah, no, demons fuck me up too. Like that kind of shit. But you know that what? You can't... Talk great, actually, great news between last episode and this episode. I took an online course. I'm a certified demonologist. Don't worry about it, buddy. I got a handle. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, but then then there's movies like Constantine that I don't mind because I kind of like that sort of thing. The good That's versus an action evil. Movie. That's not scary. No, I know it's not scary, but it has that demon aspect to it, like supernatural or whatever. Like they have that supernatural element to them but they're not a scary movie they 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 don't focus on the jump scares they focus on the the folklore and the supernatural elements i like that kind of shit because you know that's cool like it, yeah. it harkens back to and uh, and i'll jump on tuck's bandwagon on this one yeah thank you and a, a, a mutual friend of ours will cates once said to me you know, if we oh, didn't Billy have Puma. Yeah, Billy Puma. If we didn't have yeah. eyes. Will gave me a Nintendo uh, Wii for a wedding gift. Will rules. Will, Once again, Will is really good at staying on topic. He He's awesome. Rules. He's awesome, man. But but I get what Tuck's saying, where he you know, you cannot believe in ghosts. You can believe in ghosts if you want, but and and Will's a, a very skeptical guy and very pragmatic, but he also looked at me and said, If we didn't have eyes, we couldn't see color. So just because we don't have the sensory organ. How high was he when he said that? I'm sure we were extremely high. But just because because we don't have the sensory organ or the perception to perceive uh, doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't exist. 
But also at the same point, Will doesn't believe in ghosts, nor do I. But it was a very drunk argument in a bar. So, you know, if we didn't have eyes, we can't see color. Uh, just because we can't perceive ghosts doesn't mean they're real. I don't believe in them. Tuck, I think you're hmm. fucking insane. No, nope. nope. we're not going to talk about it. And, and um, by the end of this podcast, I will rise the ire of all the hmm. ghosts and demons around you in your closet. I'm sure you can see wind shuffling through your shirts right now because that's probably a fucking ghost. Hey, ghosts, get Andrew Tuck. So, <laughs> you know what else scares the shit out of me is fucking clowns. Clowns, I can't do it. Oh, come on. It's just, it, that's just a perturbed dude in makeup. Just punch him in the fucking a face. A clown is mm-hmm. creepy, but it's just because they look sort of creepy. But I wonder if they look creepy because, yes, they look creepy, or, be, or because we've been, you know, it's Pennywise. We just think of creepy clowns. No, no. It's, and it's, it's like perturbed it's, the image. It's classically documented that anybody who's a clown is fucking creepy. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Sorry, sorry if we have a listener that's a clown. I'm just not a big clown fan. Um, yeah, don't fuck with me, ghosts. Ah, we're good. Like, sorry, you exist. Be over there. We're good. Hey, ghosts, go get Andrew Tuck. You know what movie I do like about ghosts? Oh, yeah, tell me. Ghost? Ghostbusters. Oh, well, obviously. They hate this. Is that true? <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> this man has no dick. Okay, that's that's just that's just a weird way for Bill Murray to get laid. We're playing on the high keys of the piano. That was so funny. I do that every. My dad and I do that every time we. You guys realize there's this scene in that that's movie a... where Dan Aykroyd gets a blowjob from a ghost. Oh, yeah, we're all aware of yep. this. It's, right? it's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's a quick cut, but the, yeah, those guys had it dialed in. I think Ghostbusters Two gets a lot of heat, but it's actually really very good compared With Vigo. to a lot of other movies. Yeah, Vigo's great. Um. Plus, it like just tries to encourage people to be positive. It gets the Statue of Liberty dancing. Tuck, when you watch a comedy, when you watch a comedy, mm-hmm. you trying to laugh. You want to laugh. You want to feel funny. Of course, I do. Yeah. Okay, so how come when you you don't want to watch a scary movie and feel scared? That's the point so of the movie. I don't think I have that emotional connection that Matt's Matt's outlined, and I don't think I I've ever really enjoyed the feeling of getting scared. But like, I will say this, Ryan, when you gave me the Conjuring, like. I didn't enjoy watching the movie, but then I kind of got excited. Like you kind of get that feeling that, Hey, like I'm about to be terrified. Right. Like it's adrenaline. And Your it's brain thinks definitely you might get murdered. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it definitely, it's a, it, it, well, it activates that fight or flight kind of response in humans, which we need to have my sister back on to talk about that kind of shit. Cause it's science, but like, uh, Emma a, said I was cool, so she can come as, back on whenever she wants. As a man of science, I don't know this science, but yeah, I did get excited when I was about to watch uh, watch the Conjuring. Yeah. So I um I can kind of see the appeal, like I, and there is a lot of benefit. Like you mentioned, Jordan Peele, he makes a really good horror, and it there's horror, he, and then there's thrillers. His movies are scary, but he's making comments. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a social like, commentary. He's yeah. not just like being like, look how scary this is. And He's that... like saying a lot with it and making it scary. And, and there's a point to that because the social commentary that he's making He's tying it to fear in your brain so that when you're thinking about it, you're hopefully thinking, this feels wrong because it is. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely I appreciate a movie like that. I can appreciate um I could appreciate fear as a tool to enhance a story. And I um I don't appreciate fear for fear's sake, for sure. And uh, 
what was I going to say? I don't mind a thriller movie. How do you movie. feel about fear as a tool in the bedroom? What does that do for you? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> at all. Well, am I the one that's scared? Eh, whatever. Hey, whatever, big boy. You you paid the yep. money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Okay, so uh, we we will continue talking literally forever, but we are going to do a top three. And now I'm immediately worried as I say that because as soon as the words left my mouth, I realized that Tuck did the last top three, and technically this would be my top three. Tuck, is this my top three? Uh, yeah, like we could come up with one, but no, no, I um, got it. So yeah, let's do let's do a quick top three, and we'll do some crispy jams, and then we're gonna keep going. Maybe we'll release this one episode. Maybe get bonus content, listeners. You're not gonna know because Ryan's got the magic of editing. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna know now because you just talked about it, <laughs> which you could cut. Okay, I want top three. Just top three. Top, I want to say top three scary movies, but Tuck doesn't like scary no, movies. No, so I can come up unfair. with the top three. I can come up with the top three. Top three scary movies. Go. Uh, Mosley. Mosley, yes. you're the guest. Would you, you understand how a snake trap works? Because you've listened to 21 yeah, episodes. I'll go third. Thank you, veteran pick. Okay, Ryan, would you like to go first? Uh, I want to go second. And also, I want to point out that last episode, I Tuck fucked, fucked up, up the, the snake, snake draft. draft. I know. I was like, <laughs> oh. I literally, my beautiful wife, Charlotte, who does not listen to the podcast, I was so happy about it that I was like, Charlotte, this week, Tuck, who always rags on me for fucking up the snake draft, he fucked up the snake draft, and I no. called him a dumb bitch. I was I, so happy. And I ripped on you for, uh, ripped on you like 10 minutes before for forgetting it for 21 episodes, and then I just completely, <laughs> I completely drew a blank. It was a very, uh, I tucked her up, whatever. Um, okay, I guess I go first. So, scary movies. Um, I'd like to point out this isn't I don't want you to give me your top three scariest movies I want you to give me your top three scary movies that you enjoy yeah okay uh, I can do that I'm gonna go gives you with, a lot of runway well like some of them aren't like we've talked about Army of Darkness and it's not a scary movie right if it scares you you can say it you know like well I will tell you this just as a prelude to this top three um, Raiders of the Lost or no um, the last one Last Crusade that's makes sense. Um, <laughs> the most, the biggest nightmare I had when I was a kid, I remember this nightmare still was after watching Last Crusade. I can't remember how old when I was. When the old guy like turns to bones and falls apart. Yeah, when he he doesn't choose wisely, right? Tuck, I have bad news for you. That's gonna happen to all of us eventually. You chose poorly. Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna pick uh, Last Crusade. That would be a weird pick. It would be. I'm gonna pick. Um, it. I'm gonna pick it, the first one. Uh, do you mean the new one with uh, James McAvoy? The or, new sorry, one. No, the kids. The new one with the kids. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I'm picking uh, the... the original with Tim Curry, the t- made for TV Fuck movie. Tim it, Curry. It's... Uh, nope, <laughs> can't do that. That Pennywise scares me more than uh, Skarsgård's. Yep. Tuck, I believe you meant to say rest in peace, Tim Curry. Oh shit, is he dead? That that motherfucker's gonna haunt the shit out of me. Oh, you. sorry, Tim Curry. Like you were a great actor. I did. Uh, I did Tim, appreciate Tim him. Tim Curry, get Andrew Tuck. I appreciated him in uh, the aforementioned Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I also, I also appreciated him in uh, Criminal Minds. He plays uh, a guy that blacks out L.A. all the time. No, Tim Curry was a great actor. Boomer call out for Criminal Minds. Jesus, uh, Tim Curry shout out legend with Tom. Oh, Cruise. I just watched that. I watched that for the first time after it's The amazing. Conjuring. It's extremely. Is good. it? Is it? Yes. Like, I, I was very confused by it. But yeah, no, that's right. Oh, is that how I'm supposed to feel? Yes. Okay. Okay, Ryan, you're up. 
What's your number okay, one? Not only, uh, obviously a scary movie, but also just one of my favorite movies of all time. This movie fucking rules. If you haven't seen John Carpenter's The Thing, go watch it right now. Stop what you're doing. Don't turn off the podcast. Never turn off this podcast, but do go watch John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing. Like three white claws is your limit for telling people, you four, know what, if you got to turn and it also off. I'm a little high. No, that's what I mean. Like, but if you got to turn it off, it's okay. After four, you're like, don't fucking turn this podcast off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, three, three, three white claws, you can turn it off if you have like an important family thing to deal with. Four white claws, how dare you? Nope. Tell your wife to shut up. Tell your husband to shut up. If you're listening to the podcast. Don't use shut up because that's a bad word. Anyway, uh, Maddie. Shut up is a bad word? Yeah, yes. in our household. Give us a. Uh... Wait, whoa. Have you told your wife to shut up before and no. then now you've had to discuss how that's not okay? Have you met No, have you met my wife? Like I'm no. pretty sure she would fucking body slam oh, yeah. you if you like, told her to shut up. I oh yeah. Do podcasts anymore. Oh yeah. No, she is very beautiful and commands a lot of respect. I love my wife. <laughs> I really put you in a weird <laughs> spot here. I'm sorry. Talk about a scary movie. Talk, let's move on. Uh Maddie, give us two, buddy. All right, I um, uh, uh, was assuming we might talk about Australian horror at some point during this podcast, but we're running a little long, so I'm going to go back-to-back. <laughs> no, I, this is a three-hour podcast. Oh, I love it. I'm going to go back-to-back on the snake draft here with a couple Australian horrors. Huge flex knows how a snake draft works. Huge flex. Uh, we're going to go 2014's The Babadook. If you want, oh my God. if you want to talk about you know yes. strange kids and and kind of a, a little bit of mental fatigue kind of movie, uh, the Babadook, Tuck, you gotta watch it. Well, you won't watch it, but it's. I think the Babadook would break Andrew. Oh, you, you would you would be no. just Creepy in a kids. puddle on the floor. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I, I think it's amazingly fantastic. And then coming back on the snake draft for my second, third pick, uh, I'm going to go with something called Lake Mungo, which was a... Oh, what? It's, it's, it's called Lake Mungo. I think it didn't get enough play because of the title of the film. It's a sure. 2008 movie by Joel Anderson. It's very Australian. It's very naturalistic. It's kind of a found footage almost Netflixian Australian Blair Witch not necessarily Blair Witch it's kind of uh you can almost uh, hearken it back to uh what happened to Laura Palmer from you know Twin Peaks and it was it was something wrong with this 15 year old daughter and she knew something bad was going to happen to her and then you've got these kind of these amazing found footage kind of scenes with the family kind of dealing with grief and and sitting around the table with a a, a medium trying to raise her and it's it, if it came out right now it would be number one or number two on Netflix streaming hands down it's uh it's absolutely incredible terrifying and and so uh, real that it you know if if you Google it. Uh, people will say, "Is is Lake Mungo real? That was was this a real documentary?" I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. That sounds very interesting. Do you, do you want me to spell Mungo? Uh, M M U N G O, like Mungo Jerry. That's the one, baby. Like summertime. That one. That's Mungo Jerry. Found footage. Hey Mosley, I got a question for you. You seen Rake? Yeah, of course. The Australian show. It's yeah. fantastic. It's awesome. Like what a what a show! It's an Australian show about a lawyer. Call back to our lawyer episode, who's a giant piece of shit, but he's very charming. He is 
Ryan, this is going to be, you're going to get this reference and you might know this guy's name. You remember the bad guy in Mission Impossible 2? <laughs> yeah, he's a... You guys, no, in Mission Impossible. But you know, no, no, no. But the guy whose finger he cuts off after he goes, my left jacket pocket. That guy. His number is number two. The bad guy's number two. That's Rake. Yeah, he's fantastic. And and the title of the episode, you know, kind of harkens to, you know, being a rake or a rogue. He's he's kind of a downtrodden lawyer who plays by his own kind of booze-soaked rules. Uh, it's it's a fantastic piece of work. Yeah, it's awesome. It's on Netflix in Canada. Canada. Ryan, what's your number two, buddy? My number two is going to be Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <sighs> Love I it. know Matt has watched this. Love it. I doubt Tuck has seen it. I haven't seen Wes Craven's New Nightmare. I do like uh, Scream. I don't mind the Scream movies. Sure, totally different. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Totally different. So you heard me talking about how Freddy Krueger scared me as a kid, but it's kind of a joke when you watch those Nightmare on Elm Street movies. You're like, this guy's a fucking joke. The movies are gross and they're kind of scary, but like he's not terrifying. He's he's always like yelling like weird catchphrases like, oh, now you're sashimi, bitch. I'm going to slice you up. And you're like, what? What? The, what? Okay. <laughs> so Wes Craven's new nightmare broke the fourth wall and starred Heather Langenkamp, the, the girl from the original Nightmare on Elm Street, as herself as a Hollywood actress as her and Freddy Krueger breaking into the real world invading her real life and that is just next level I just love that it you know it wasn't exactly the scariest movie you're ever gonna see and it wasn't even the best movie you're ever gonna see it was very mediocre but the 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 thought process the story of what if the horror movie villain broke into the actress's real life outside the horror movie so much fun. Such a fun idea. Like um, horror Deadpool is what you're talking about? Like Freddy yeah, Krueger. Yeah, I mean, I guess kind of, you know, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. I would say it very much has nothing to do with Deadpool. No, he notoriously like, breaks the fourth wall. That's his Yeah, that's his I, I, think, I think we're talking about a weird wall here. It's not, he's, he's not talking to the camera. He's not doing the, no, the Woody not Allen that, thing. But breaking the fourth wall in terms of they, they identify that Freddy Krueger is a movie in Nightmare on Elm Street, he's a he's a character created for a movie. He's not real, but then the actress who played a character in the movie with him, her in real life, is now dealing with yeah. Just watch it. Yeah, no, it, it's I'm mm. I'm with you on that one, Ryan. It's incredibly fantastic, and not, it's not that scary, Tuck. I think you could handle it. There, there's might, one scene where they're in the boiler room at the end, and I think his head comes out of a furnace, and always in a boiler. I remember being absolutely terrified by that moment in that film. Freddy Krueger is an extremely fucked up character. Like we think all the scariest stuff is like, he can get you in your dreams and he like makes you a cockroach that lifts weights. No, he's, he's, he's a um, pedophile but, with a knife. I mean, yes, is, the scariest, is there any scary, the anything scarier than that? The most fucked up thing is that he was a realistic pedophile and a bunch of parents burned, burned him, him alive. alive. Yeah. I didn't that know that. That movie's fucked. The whole premise is fucking insane. And, and you know, Tip the hat to Wes Craven. Uh, I didn't want to talk about kind of the the classic masters of horror in this discussion, but I've I've got a little bit of a list here, and Wes Craven is pretty much all the fuck over it. He knows what he's doing. All right, so I got two picks. Sure, I don't know how this works. <laughs> yeah, we're coming back. We're coming back, Tuck. 
I definitely um, haven't seen a ton of scary movies. I remember the uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake, scared the shit out of me. Just terrified of doctors after that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm going to go with that one, though. I'm going to go with House, House on Haunted Hill, the remake, the new one. Uh, I guess new as in like 2000. Is Catherine Zeta Jones in that? Catherine no, that was, that was the haunting. She oh, slips sorry. through lasers. Um, oh, my bad. <laughs> that's a workout. She's entrapped to me and yeah. Sean Connery. <laughs> so, uh, no, Catherine Zeta-Jones is not in it. I think Vincent. I think Vincent Price was in the first one. Never heard him. Oh yeah, that creepy dude. That Ryan was like, "Your words, not mine." That was a callback. And then I will go with The Ring, the OG, my OG scary movie. I saw it in theaters. Chewed a hole through my sweater. Didn't like the sound of uh, snow afterwards. So, yeah. I guess, like, looking back fondly, it was a life-defining moment. So, sure. Uh, yep. We'll go House on Haunted Hill and The Ring. And then those are pretty much all three scary movies I've seen. I have to check out House on Haunted Hill. I don't remember exactly what it is, but... Uh, it's uh, an old asylum, and they, like, do this contest, I think. And if you stay the whole night... Yeah. Always. They just need to bust those down when they're when they're put out of commission. 1999. It wasn't even the 2000s. Okay, I've probably seen it, but who knows? You know, I can't remember 1999. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. Fam- oh, you know who's in it? Fam- Famke Jansen? Famke Jansen. Jean Grey? Motherfucking Prince. Uh, Jean Grey or um, Xena on a top. Mm. Allie Larder, Jeffrey Rush, Tay Oh, Diggs. Allie Larder. Oh, she was early 2000s. She was definitely on my wall. Bridget she Wilson. University Blues. She was also the, in Heroes. Bikini. She was oh, the, she, uh, yeah, she the crazy was the... twin in Heroes. Yeah, she was fantastic. Peter Gallagher, hey, pick, Seth huh? Cohen's yeah. dad. Yeah, nice. Yeah, okay. Check that out. Peter Gallagher, yes, is Seth Cohen's dad. Yeah. Shout out the OC. You got to learn how to schmear. You got to learn how to schmear. Okay, Ryan, let's get our uh, let's get our picks in because we're at an hour 15 and then we can keep bullshitting. Uh, I have previously talked about Hereditary a lot, so it's an honorary mention, but I feel like I've talked about it enough, but I don't want to say it. But what I am going to say is a movie that I told Tuck this week, I sent him an article, scientifically proven to be the most scary movie of all time, Sinister. Starring Ethan Hawke and some kind of scary-ass fucking demon shit. If you literally want to shit your pants, not figuratively, literally, you will need to change your pants. Literally. Go watch Sinister. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, that's the one one that should have had two, three, four, five, six tacked on after it. Sinister was incredible, and Ethan Hawke is amazing in it. I think there's two. Yeah, but we're not talking three, four, five, six. No, the the um, uh, it's it's no Saw. <laughs> oh, I like Saw. I like those. All right, Moser, what's your third pick? Uh, my third pick, just because Andrew Tuck mentioned The Ring, I was gonna go with something else, but I'll go with the American remake of The Grudge with Good call. Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. That thing where she's going coming down the stairs backwards. Yes. And, she, uh, and the kind of the, the, the cat boy. No, no. Also, a great uh, shower scene with the like the hand coming through. The hand oh, coming through the head. Yes. That's and that's what I thought when you were Ugh. bringing up the nope. shower themes. I was Mm-mm. thinking about that hand coming through the hair. And when you I talked s- about the shower, I thought about arachnophobia. Oh, I, I was yeah, going to bring up arachnophobia. I saw um, I saw the trailer of that, and I haven't <laughs> seen the grudge. Okay, Ryan. It's fantastic. Well, hold on. Can can I give a quick grudge story? No, well, no, we're doing top no, three. We're gonna save grudge. that for the talk bonus. We're gonna save that for the bonus footage. Ryan, All give right. us a crispy gem. 
Uh, uh, oh God, I'm on the spot. Uh, watch Ash for Ash versus the Evil Dead. It's like if oh, you love, yeah. um, if you love Army of Darkness, and you just want to see more Bruce Campbell being Bruce Campbell and like deadites and gore. Watch Ash versus the Evil Dead. It's all. It was a Stars series. Yep. But it's all on Netflix now, and it is just like it's fun. It's, it's the Bruce Campbell you want. Thirty minutes at a time. It's great. It's also it's got some a little bit like it's got a little bit of scary tension, but not too much. Yeah, Ash versus the Evil Dead is awesome. Oh, also Lucy Lawless is in it. She Shout out Zena. Okay, my my. Netflix is pushing this one, so it's not really a crispy gem, but I watched uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx. Oh, yeah, I watched that with my man Marrow. It's very predictable, but it's very well acted. I loved everything about it. It's very fun. Like, it's a good Halloween movie. If you're if you're handing out candy through a PVC tube or you're throwing candy at kids or whatever, like, do that, be safe, and uh, throw on uh, Vampires vs. the Bronx because I think it was a lot of fun. Did you guys watch Jesus and Marrow on Showtime? I haven't caught it yet. So Mero, uh, talk for you. Mero is the guy that is like the um, uh, the bodega owner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus and Mero, like his his friend Jesus, they have like a show, like a like a weeknight show on like Showtime that is like hilarious. They both are just like New York guys and like doing like commentary, kind of like a like a Jimmy Fallon, but like not horrible. And for your seventy eight year old dad who laughs at boomer jokes, but like good. Kind of so like the New York the New York version of Tuck and Rolls, but on TV. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, just because we're going to end the episode here, but we're not. Mosley, fucking right. Fucking A, mate. Thanks for coming on. That's my last. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Australia. Well, Ryan, you'll never know when I'm going to do I've, it. I've Literally been, the same episode. I've been waiting for Tuck to do an accent all fucking day. Yeah, sorry. I, I used to get, like, I used to be really, sorry. watch a lot of, uh, sorry. Um, Matt, do you have a crispy jam? Yeah, oh, I do sorry. have a crispy jam, sorry. actually. It's a, it's a Halloween crispy jam. Uh, I'll try not to be too Canadian in the accent, but we talked about Wes Craven a little earlier. The People Under the Stairs, 1991, Ooh. written and directed by Wes Craven, who yes. who did you know kind of rape horror porn with Last House on the Left way in the 70s, and you know brought a scream later into the 90s. The People Under the Stairs. It's a story about a, a little black kid who is helping Ving Rhames rob a house and it just it's it's my goonies um it, it, at, <laughs> at, at the end of the day if it watch it and tell me it's not better than the goonies which is a weird thing to say on a podcast about movies how many in people under the stairs how many truffle shuffles do i get to see uh you'll see zero truffle shuffles hmm. but you will see hmm. Kind of the most fantastic electrical van pulls up to a house to rob a bunch of white people, and then it just fucking goes to shit from there. It is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I recommend this movie too. Good crispy gem. I love it. Good crispy gem. Okay, Mosley, thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, for those of you that want to keep listening to us, just bullshit about whatever comes in our mind. We're going to release a bonus episode this week because First we have ever. not talked. Yeah. And you sign up for the Patreon, you get the double, <laughs> send us six, $69. No paywall here. We are, um, Ryan. No I, paywall. I asked Ryan about this. Hey, do you want to release a bonus episode one more time? And he said, nobody wants to listen to us that much talk. We're not going to get any listens. You know what? We're going to do it this time. Halloween Spooktacular Part Two coming at you. Mosley, for those of, for everybody that doesn't listen, we need to, because we're Canadian, we got to say thank you very much for coming on. This has been hey, thanks, awesome. Buddy. Thanks for having awesome. me, guys. We it's love been, you. 
lots of love to Australia. We hope you're doing well down there during this, you know, trying time or whatever. It's pretty crazy, 2020. So thank you. Oh, we're, we're doing great. Thanks for having me. And uh, I got a few more crispy gems for you. If people want to keep listening, uh, I'll keep fucking talking. Look at that teaser. Right, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.